0: As the deadline for this sermon started looming closer and closer, I began my writing process by asking, I think, a very normal and one might even say somewhat probing question to kick off my internal planning process. I find myself asking in something of a panic, why on earth did I sign up for this? (laughs) I'm not entirely sure whose life I thought I was living when I agreed to do this. If my recollection is correct, I think I knew at the time that I would still be working two jobs, serving as both the medical director and the vice president of patient services in my organization, when the time came to prepare. And even without that, it was a pretty stressful time at work. I will admit, like many of us here, I had very high hopes in late October and early November of 2016. As a medical director of an organization that focuses primarily on women's reproductive health, you can imagine that the Trump administration and I don't see eye to eye on many things. (laughs) To name one concern, Tom Price, who is the Secretary of Health and Human Services and a fellow physician, an orthopedic surgeon, but still, (laughs) he believes that birth control should not be covered by insurance. He also endorses a gag rule that would block all forms of federal payments to anyone who informs a pregnant woman of all of her options, including parenting, adoption, and abortion. So it's a hard time to be a family planning specialist. But, in the way that so many things end up working out in the end, the stress of the last months has served as good mental fodder for today's talk. I spoke during our This I Believe sermon about accepting that in times of great stress, when we enter survival mode, it's okay to let go of always trying to do good, and instead sometimes just try to not do harm. It's okay to recognize that doing my best may mean something different in times of increased stress. Another vital tool when we find ourselves living in survival mode is resilience. I really enjoy travel. And I really enjoy travel, too. (laughs) Resilience is the capacity to recover quickly. The ability to spring back from a blow. When life starts throwing garbage at us, it's really, really helpful to be resilient. Unfortunately, we often swerve into a different direction – resistance. I have a mental image when I think about resistance. I think about Superman, the Man of Steel. Bullets will simply bounce off of me if I stand strong against them. Resilience is maybe a bit more like Neo from The Matrix. The bullets come at me, and I slow down time and dodge them as they sweep past. Okay, maybe more realistically, resilience is like the post doe boy. I get poked in the stomach, and then I giggle as I regain my pleasantly rounded shape. In any case, there's a strong temptation when we are under stress to resist, to hold on tighter, to stand strong and weather the storm. Resistance is about hanging on and surviving. Resilience is more than that. It's about what happens next, what happens after we survive. I believe that resilience, with its flexibility and adaptability, is intrinsically tied to our theme this month of letting go. Last week, Melissa spoke so eloquently about letting go of white supremacy I remember thinking, heading into the sermon, well, that shouldn't be difficult since I'm not a white supremacist. Did anyone else walk in with those songs? Well, <laughs> of course, it's more than that. It's about letting go of, or at least fully recognizing, my white privilege. Letting go of the belief that I am somehow immune to the intrinsic bias and cultural racism with which I was raised and in which I am immersed. And I'm good with that, even excited about the prospect. I'm fully on board with learning to let go of the bad stuff in my life. I can understand and get behind letting go of anger, hatred, fear, worry, excess weight, bad habits, toxic people and relationships. But that's not all there is to let go of. Being truly resilient means also being willing to let go of some of the things we might consider the good stuff. In the words of Lao Tzu from this morning's reading, the rigid and inflexible will surely fail, while the soft and flowing will prevail. Taoism teaches that change is the essence of life, and going with the flow is often the best way to manage change. This sometimes means being willing to let go of the things that we most want to hold on to, like relationships, people, the status quo, expectations. One of the most challenging and most important things for me to be willing to let go of is my attachment to being right. Mandy Hale said, happiness is letting go of what you think your life is supposed to look like and celebrating it. For everything that it is. I mentioned the transition with my vice president. In my organization, the vice president of patient services and the medical director are very close partners. We need to work together for our departments to be successful. Well, about four months before my former VP, Lori, left, she confided in me that she wasn't happy with the position and she was considering looking for another job. And this terrified me. Lori had only been in the position for seven months when she told me that. And the five months prior to her starting, I was doing double duty as both medical director and VP. And it was awful. So I put a ton of energy into trying to fix this. I held onto her so tight. I was working with her trying to identify her points of frustration and trying to improve communication between her and the rest of our leadership team. I was trying to support her and really have her back to be a safe space where she could vent. Even at my annual evaluation with my boss, when she asked me what do I need most to continue to be successful in my job, I essentially advocated for Lori and said, not in these exact words, but more or less, I need my VP to be here and happy so that I don't have to do this alone again. Well, of course, none of this was inherently wrong or bad. But at the heart of it, I was holding on so tightly to my fear of losing Lori that I wasn't able to see that because the job didn't work for her, it wasn't working for any of us. Honestly, I never did let it go. It was only after she left, and I was forced to step back into that double role that I'd had so much fear about, that I was able to see some of the strengths in our remaining team that I'd just been too distracted to notice before. And it turned out that although the four months of searching for a new VP were challenging, our team had a great deal of resiliency, and we were able to achieve successes together that had been eluding us in the past. When I let go of glory, I was able to actually put all of that holding-on energy instead into building stronger relationships with other members of my leadership team, empowering the people who reported to me, and identifying what I really want and need in a partner at work, rather than just focusing on my fear of being bad. Joseph Campbell said, we must be willing to let go of the life we've planned so as to have the life that is waiting for us. By clinging to the past, we lose the chance to fully experience our present. By holding on to the way things should be, Lori needs to stay! We lose the opportunity to discover all that our lives could be. Many religions teach the importance, the necessity even, of letting go. Most of us here likely think of letting go as the language of Zen Buddhism. Non-attachment is central to Buddhist thought and practice. In Buddhism, craving, our desire, is the root of our suffering. To let go is to find peace and contentment, to enjoy life as it is. In Judaism, letting go has to do with forgiveness. The practice of repentance and atonement allows us as individuals to make amends for past injuries. To forgive and be forgiven is a way to release and be released, to let go of the past. In Islam, the practice of letting go has to do with surrender to God. In fact, one of the meanings of the word Islam is surrender. For Muslims, spiritual surrender means giving up control and recognizing our connection to and dependence on God, the source of our life. And in our Unitarian Universalist tradition, we also practice letting go. One of the central ways we do this is through our openness. We strive to keep our hearts open through compassion and tolerance, welcoming differences. We strive to keep our minds open to new ideas and ways of practicing spirituality that may be different than our own. And we strive to be respectful of other cultures and traditions, to keep an open mind about matters of faith. So what are some of the things that we as a congregation, or as individuals, could let go of? Some of those things that we're holding on to so tightly. In what areas of our lives are we being rigid or unbending, certain that we are hold- what we are holding on to for dear life is the way it's supposed to be? Is it possible that by loosening our hold just a little bit, we might be free to find other opportunities? I want to end today's talk with an interesting analogy. One of the really fun things about being a Unitarian Universalist is that we have the freedom to talk about things and refer to things that I would never have heard about in my Catholic Church growing up. So I'm going to end this sermon with a story about pole dancing. (coughs) (coughs) Pole dancing. (coughs) Last night over dinner, one of my good friends was telling me about her recent vacation, during which she had the opportunity to take some pole dancing lessons and yes, she confirmed it is indeed way harder than it looks. Apparently, one of the secrets of pole dancing is that when you grab hold and swing your body around the pole, the pole <coughs> itself spins with you. So when she first tried this out, the spinning was a little scary, so she clung to the pole. And the tighter she held on, the faster it spun. <coughs> and so she was crying out, saying, how do I make it stop? And the instructor said to her, you yeah, to lean your body out, just like an ice skater spinning on the ice, where they spin so fast when they're tight, and then when they <coughs> put out their arms and legs, they slow down. If you lean away from the center and don't hold on quite so tight, you slow down. When we stop resisting and start to let go, even just a little bit, we are more resilient. Things slow down. New opportunities arise. And we have a better shot at celebrating life for exactly what it (coughs) is in this moment. I invite you now to stand as you are willing and able, and please feel free to imagine pole dancing. (laughs) As you join me in singing our closing hymn, number 354 (coughs) We Laugh, We Cry, We Pole Dance. Thank mm. you.